What is up, brothers and sisters? Welcome to the Mitch Grace Show. Another episode ready to rock for you. And this is different today. And if you only knew what happened behind the scenes on this episode, that just tells us how good it's going to be. And we're going to tell you right now, we're going to come back later and do a part two of this because I just know the conversation is going to be amazing. So I promised you at the beginning of the year that 2020 was all about guests. It has been amazing to meet so many people, most of them via social media, the miracle of social media. And today I have with me another who I'm just going to say I've known him for about 30 minutes and what we've already been through. He's a really special guy. So David Lowe, welcome to the Mitch Gray Show. Mitch, thank you very much for having me on. That was quite an ordeal. I feel like we bonded and we're going to be best buddies after this. Uh, I, I'll tell you what, the only thing already. that could have been different was we would have had a bonfire, like where we could have like, you know, roasted marshmallows and stuff. <laughs> every, every possible kind of tech glitch occurred, but we, we, we got there. Yes, yes, we did. We prevailed. We were, we were a great team. And so here we go. We're going to give the people what they really want. Um, David, I have to tell you to start off, man, I looked at your website after we first connected and the first thing your website says is my favorite thing that you've ever done. And it just says entrepreneur, author, maverick. That is, do you remember that your website says that? Yes. <laughs> and it's epic. So let's dig into that right away, man. That is awesome. You make it an Englishman blush. <laughs> <laughs> that's not an easy task either not an easy task. no no yeah there's uh there's a lot of websites that give you give you sort of the usual like seo expert or it's pretty much the the linkedin job description just cut and pasted as the slogan for the website and i thought if i put entrepreneur or for the you know people like yeah yeah we've seen that before and then it's just hit him with hit him with the maverick and just yeah lightning bolt sort of keep him yes. keep him on the site so and, and that's, exactly what that, that's exactly what I felt. The picture is great. The colors are great. But when I saw author Maverick Entrepreneur, I'm like, okay, this is it. This guy's, this guy's it. So nice job, man. Nice job. Thank you. You're welcome. And thanks for, thanks for checking out the website. Yeah, no and, problem. Uh, I, yeah. I like to know a little bit about my guests. I mean, I don't, you know, totally fanboy over everyone, but I like to know a little bit. So uh, man, you're an author. Um, you've got a book that has a lot of, uh, of momentum right now, a book called Blow It Up. Uh, you have a podcast of the same name. Um, so yeah, you've got a lot going on. Tell, tell us a little bit more about you other than your awesome website and your awesome book. Um, tell, tell the listeners a little bit about David and, and kind of what you have going on in life right now. Busy, busy, busy bee. So yeah, um, I'm co I co-founded a, a PPE startup called Guardian Medical with, uh, with a few cool entrepreneurs here in San Diego. Uh, PPE stands for Personal Protective Equipment, in case uh, you're scratching your head saying what the hell are you talking about with these crazy acronyms. Right. And uh, yeah, so we're, we're kind of really solving the, the crisis that has occurred in the US and making sure that healthcare workers have uh, you know, medical grade masks, uh, but we also can provide non-medical grade masks as well to um, to business owners, airports, for example, which we did recently, and uh, yeah, and beyond that, we're doing we're providing things like sanitizer, gowns, uh, everything you can think of, booties, you know, all sorts. So yeah, guardianmedical.com is is the site that I helped to launch, um, and then 
apart from that, yeah, you mentioned the book, the podcast. Um, I'm really developing a few ideas around that, trying to get guests on. Um, that reminds me, you should probably come on as a as an entrepreneurial podcaster. You you make a, a great guest, I'm sure, being such a great podcast host. And yes, so we'll get. I have to get you on there. And what else is going on? I mean, just kind of trying to trying to work on my mindset. I got a coach a little while ago, so yeah, learned a lot about kind of developing my my mind as a muscle, if you like, and strengthening that. So uh, doing things like incantations every morning to to kind of stay positive and set yourself up for the day listening to cool music. Um, I was on a podcast the other day with, with a guy called Dustin Miller, uh, Poly Innovator, mm-hmm. and I hope I can, hope I can name, name yes, <laughs> drop please. in uh, the podcast. If not, cut that. No, uh, but I super cool it. guy. And, uh, and he, was, he was mentioning this genre of music I hadn't come across, which is called epic music. So, you know, I'd heard a lot of uh, soundtrack music and kind of always listened to the Superman theme to kind of pump me up um, for my entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial pursuits. And, but yeah, check out, check out epic music and that'll just that'll get you in the zone and then i came across uh, this is kind of just to get yourself going in the morning came across a guy called vim hoff who i believe is dutch and he's his nickname is the Iceman. i think he did this kind of underwater dive in in the you know freezing cold waters like literally under the ice mm-hmm. for world record distance and so taking his advice there and taking cold showers in the morning to to kind of just get your body almost to shock your body into uh, a res- into responding and kind of getting you, you know, into into overdrive almost. Um, it also wards off depression, which I suffered from in England, and I've I've really noticed the results since doing this. And, and you know, you start out jumping into a cold shower, you're like, "What am I doing? <laughs> this such guy? What is he saying? He's a nut job." And you know, your tolerance gradually increases, and and it starts. You know, you start with like five seconds, and then switch it to warm, and gradually you're going up to like 30 seconds and then three minutes and five minutes. And, and I've got to the point now where I'm literally going straight in as if I'm jumping into the ocean almost and oh, just, wow. yeah, doing the whole thing cold. And that's, that's really helping me to stay positive, keep, keep the depression away and, and just stay focused. Yeah. Right. Right. So, um, a lot there. Let's back up a little bit. Uh, where are you from? People are going to want to know. <laughs> I'm from the northwest of England. I was born in a place called Blackpool, which is on the coast. Um, we've we've got a, uh, a we've got Blackpool Tower, which is um, a little bit like the Eiffel Tower. We call it the poor man's Paris. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. But that's and where I'm you're, from. And you're uh, what, what brought you over to the states? 2012. I wanted to. I, I literally wanted to become an entrepreneur. I thought this was the best country in the world to to realize that. And I, I moved from London. I've been in London for ten years, and I moved across to Austin, Texas. Yeah. And I launched a business called Uberpong. Um, sold custom ping pong paddles, which later went to, went into custom table, custom ping pong tables, custom balls, and then almost kind of randomly went into the celebrity ping pong tournament space, and we did a ping pong tournament with the LA Dodgers for a couple of years, um, wow. which was amazing. Jimmy Kimmel hosted and yeah, it was quite a, yeah, I was within two years of, of leaving rainy England. So I was like this, yeah, enjoying this. <laughs> you fell in love quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, I think I'll stay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Right. So, um, wow. That's pretty incredible. I didn't, I didn't know that about you. So why ping pong paddles? That's a very interesting, you're like, I'm going to the U S to be an entrepreneur ping pong paddles. How? 
I was working at a tech startup in London and I saw a couple of guys play, playing on the table. And I thought very different personalities, but they're, but they're playing red and black paddles. So there's, it's one of the few sports that had not been personalized. You, know, you can't okay. customize the gear. Yes. And so I thought that was like light bulb moment. <coughs> Excuse me. And, and, if, and that was it. It was just like, this is a great opportunity to be able to, to change the face of the sport. And I just thought, yeah, the American audience would really, would really kind of receive that well. And, and it, it worked out. Yeah. It reminds me of the, uh, uh, what's the game called? Cornhole, where you take the yeah. bag and you know, those cornhole boards, man, those, and people pay three, four, five, six hundred dollars or more for those. So it kind of reminds me of that whole idea. Yeah, I mean that's that that was one I was yeah that's a good good reminder because I saw a few of those in in Austin and then you've got is it shuffleboard with the sand yes, yes. that's it yeah um, those custom tables if you if you if you I guess I was gonna say find the find the right guy find the wrong guy depending on your budget uh, they can be like into thousands just crazy numbers that's well well good on you man nice job nice job ping pong paddles. We'll, we'll get your open door to entrepreneurship in America if you're David Lowe. That's how it works. So, yeah, really nice work. Thank um, you. I want to go back to the PPE, and, and I find that very interesting because my observation during this uh, season in the world, but America especially, is you see and hear a lot of people expressing opinion you see and hear very few people taking action. And so what was your motivating factor um, kind of maneuvering yourself from being a guy that was just on the sidelines or maybe in the stands yelling to saying, no, 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 we're going to take some action. What, what led you to, to make that decision? Well, here's, here's the true story. So I was trying to get a co-living startup going called Quirky and I kind of pushed things really far in Tijuana, which is just over the border here from San Diego. Mm. And we were going to try this micro coding, almost like micro hotel kind of concept. And we, I got, I got kind of advisors and partners, architect, like the 3d renderings, funding lined up, everything ready to go. And of course, coronavirus hits. Mm. And so I, you know, at, at first it's like, you know, <laughs> literally head in my hands, just like, what is this? Is this going to clear up in a week, a month? And of course you realize it's, it's devastating and it's right. put, I think 30 million Americans out of work I and mean, it's, it's horrendous. And so, yeah, it was very much kind of like, what, I, how can I make the worst thing that's happened the best thing? And I was speaking to a few connections, few fellow entrepreneurs and the, um, Yes, yeah, so a friend of mine, he's, he's got a lighting company and he had kind of pivoted to be able to um, use the supply chain, if you like, uh, with his, his uh, factories over in China um, and had seen how devastating it had been with his wife who was, was, um, was in the kind of healthcare system and had already kind of been testing out that space. And I'd kind of gone to them and said how obviously devastating this was. There's a lot of, you know, you, we've seen the shortage but no one's really doing anything about it. There's a lot of kind of um, wannabes kind of coming into the space uh, with either bad product that they're shipping. You know, they know it's bad, but they just want to cash in quickly and then you know do a runner. Or they are saying to customers, "We we can we've got this stock, and we can fulfill this you know quickly, 
And then of course it gets to like three months, six, you know, that it becomes like, it's yeah. basically stuck in China. It's not in the U S whereas, you know, we're in the U S we've got our inventory in the U S. And so we just, we kind of talked and, and teamed up and co-founded Guardian Medical and, and figured that, yeah, we, we, we have, like I said, we've got the stock on the ground in the U S we can help people now we can ship it now. And, um, and not only handling the medical side of it and helping the healthcare workers, which is obviously crucial, but also the non-medical um, or non-healthcare workers. And, you know, for example, business owners opening restaurants, they've got to protect themselves. They've got to protect their employees. They've got to protect people coming in. And so just making sure that it's optimized for that reopening, if you like. Right. What's been the greatest challenge? So you, you literally in a, a minute uh, frame of time, yeah, I mean, just to, with the word pivot has been like a, a major word um, and, and it's a great word. But I mean, man, you literally went from one idea that was pretty massive to saying, OK, that's not going to work right now. And then shifting your whole mindset into something else in a very short amount of time. So what was the greatest challenge to making that shift and then to launching? mindset again going back to what i was saying before about developing mindsets so because i'd had that coach and i'd worked very hard on developing just a just a very kind of resilient and almost bulletproof mindset right um that enabled me to go from that kind of not failure because it's on hold and there's right. a very good chance for, you know that can still launch but it's not going to launch anytime soon and so, so just literally being able to convince myself that that the pivot there was a pivot there and to to just yeah to be to be entrepreneurial and not get stuck and say you know like be be, be fixated on on that having to work it's like how again how can you make the the worst thing the best thing and so yeah i mean you think you look at a lot of entrepreneurs they they some people try to launch businesses and they don't work out they've, they've you know they've experimented it's it's not happened and they've had to to quit that and either go back to you know getting a day job or or starting a different entrepreneurial venture right and so i think it's yeah it, it's i i hope people see this in the kind of like okay they <laughs> dave's living proof that you can do that you can make that pivot and succeed because we're really doing well with um, with guardian medical like it's we're, we're flying and it's we're obviously helping a lot of people but it's a very successful business very quickly and we're also building in like contingency plans so we can, we can scale this up and we can bring in new products and we can look at, you know, further ways that we can help people and then make this a very human brand versus just doing what a lot of people do, which is kind of like buy our, buy our masks and just the flogging, the, you know, hard selling these things. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's um, pivoting and, and iterating and that's, that's being, a, that's being, that's being an entrepreneur. Right, right. Yeah, that was my next question is what's next? Because what, what, what we see happening in times of tragedy, and I can think back to when 9-11 happened, you know, uh, almost two decades ago, you saw a lot of people run to the scene. Um, <coughs> I, I have the saying that magic is found in the recovery. So you have to get through the challenging part to get to the recovery phase. And you saw a lot of people flood to the scene, but then when the recovery work started to come into play, which, which in my estimation is actually the hardest part of the work, um, people left. And so that was my next question is what's next? Are you going to take this further? What, what's the larger vision for um, this kind of random startup that you have empowered? 
Well, we've obviously had success with, with um, on, on the medical front, let's say. We're now seeing the, the success coming with, with, let's say, small business owners. Mm-hmm. And, you know, let's say we're going from a small percentage of the population that we're affecting to suddenly seeing that we can help 330 million, 330 million Americans because, yeah, there's a lot of states opening up and there's a lot of people saying that they're doing that prematurely. And so we're seeing that, you know, is it a bad thing? Is it a good thing? We're just seeing the opportunity. So if people want to go back to work, how can we protect them? And so that's really short term. So, you know, looking ahead to let's, let's say when, I mean, it's just started very recently. Um, I'm a big soccer fan. So the German Bundesliga just reopened. Um, The English Premier League will be kind of restarting in about a month. So, but sports, right? So NBA, MLB and so on, all the leagues, NFL. So looking looking ahead to how we can protect those those arenas if you like and 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 when the fans start going back to to watch these games how if you know coronavirus is not going to disappear that's that's what a lot of experts are saying it's a bit right. like the the common flu like it will be it will be here um ongoing and so yeah you know how can we how can we protect how can we allow people to go back to normal and and but at the same time protecting them as quickly as possible. And that's, that's really like the big goal. So this, you know, we had a, like a client came through recently and he was saying about um, plastic, almost like plastic screens. Yes. 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 Which we hadn't really thought about initially. And they said, yeah, we want to do events, but we have to have these plastic screens to be, to be the borders between people. Right. And you're thinking, wow, that's, that seems quite extreme, but at the same time, yeah. I mean, if, if people go to the event and they don't have a mask and, people aren't providing the mask, then maybe those screen, maybe that's something that we can provide. So there's lots of different solutions um, with Guardian Medical, yeah. So I feel, I, I feel like there's a, yeah, there's a way that we can kind of turn this into a kind of bigger thing versus just doing, again, what, what a lot of people are doing is just jumping into this hard-selling product until they sell out or right. don't sell enough and go out of business. Yeah, there's, there's, there's like a, there's a future vision. Yeah, it's really interesting. It, it, it... The, the going back to the old way is not going to take place. This, this is a new world. It's a new situation. It's a new approach. And one thing I've told business owners from the beginning of this is if you're a traditionalist, you're going to get left behind because there's a new expectation from consumers. There's a new expectation from uh, business owners, from workers, from everything. And so I, you know, really you're talking about tangible products, but really what I'm hearing in between the lines is you're innovating the future. And yes. that's where I would encourage all entrepreneurs and business leaders to be is start innovating the future now because it's not going to go back to the way it was. It's a really good point. And look at, look at retail as, as a kind of case study. So obviously for years and years and years, it was all about going to the, the store to pick up, your, you know, groceries or um, hardware, whatever. And then everybody, then there was the migration online. So it was all about e-commerce and websites and so on. And then the people, the traditionalists who stayed in a brick and mortar store, you know, they, they, a lot of them died. Right. Um, what's, hap- what's happened now is it's almost kind of full circle. So people are realizing that they've sacrificed, you know, they've, they've, they ha- they've started online. They don't have the offline. So, but they're looking at retail, not in the traditional sense, but in an experiential sense. 
Yes. And so that it's, you know, I think with Amazon, they were doing, um, it was the, oh, I'm trying to think of the, it was kind of like this, this basically the store that had no humans in, in the store. It's like oh, self checkouts right. and order like a full, like a, um, almost like a fully, smart, auto, fully smart, automated store, like a smart store. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Fully automated. Right. And so there's, there's, there's different kind of executions of, of retail now. And I think that's, that's exciting. And so I wrote, I wrote an article on, on the playbook, uh, com very recently about, cause everyone's writing about kind of the work, like all the terrible things that are happening, right. About coronavirus. So I wrote an article and it was said, I think it was the title was, I remember the title now, 12, 12 reasons why coronavirus is the best thing that, that could happen to us. And so it's looking at how stores are going to be, are going to embrace um, wellness, for example, mm-hmm. and um, they're going to be much cleaner experiences. Like everywhere we go will be cleaner. Right. Um, I was also discussing this on, on 20 of the day. Um, the handshake is a, is a very big thing in, in, in tradition um, in the U.S., Right. So I used to live in Japan. I lived in Japan for six months. I was an English teacher a few years back. And, and I loved the bow, the simple Japanese bow, non-contact, but it's kind of like an art form. And it's, they, they say the, the, something like the perfect bow is, is, um, is mimicking a, a blade of grass blowing in the wind. Something like mm-hmm. that. It's, it's like an, it becomes an art form versus just handshake. Right. And so again, with coronavirus, yeah, people, people are going to stop shaking hands. Yeah. So how do we how do we still how do we replace the handshake? Certainly short short term without wearing gloves. <laughs> right. right. Um, I, I'm actually a fan of replacing the handshake. I don't know if you know the history of the handshake, but it was originated uh, basically as a way to check and see if people had weapons. And is that so, right? Yeah. So back. You this know, is what I love about coming on podcast because I learn I learn from the hosts. Right. This it's is an, this, it's, an edu- it's educational. It's a very Western philosophy. You know, it's a very couple of hundred years ago, the wild, wild west, and the reason they shook hands is so they knew I've at least got one hand in my hand, and I can see if you have weapons or not. And so, it's a very defensive. It's not cordial at all. And I've always thought it was a very strange um, way to greet people. So I like the bow idea. That's that's a really cool. Um, I, a couple of people that I know have gone to the whole elbow, like tap elbow thing, which is kind of awkward as well, but it's kind of funny. I think people are having fun with it, which is, which is a good thing. There's, um, there's a few variations. You've got the power five and yeah. the, <laughs> yeah, the, the chi- I, I call it the chicken wing, but chicken yeah, the, el- the elbow, the, um, the air five. As long as we don't go to the head, but we'll, we'll, we'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. I'm definitely not adopting that one. Right. Um, before we move on from Guardian Medical, tell people where they can um, find out more about, because I know we have a lot of listeners that um, uh, are, are business leaders, even work in the restaurant field. Um, a lot of listeners that are even in the medical field. So give people kind of some information of where they can reach out to uh, Guardian Medical. Sure. And yeah, thanks for letting me give a quick shout out. Uh, website is guardianmedical.com. So G-U-A-R-D-I-A, guardianmedical.com. We're on Twitter. In fact, we're on yeah Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Guardian Medical. So just yeah, easy to remember. And then I'm trying to think about the channels. We're on, we'll be on YouTube very soon. Uh, we just launched an affiliate network as well. So um, yeah, if you're interested in being a part of that, um, check out the website. And there's a link on there. And then there'll be loads more content just for, for people using the website and affiliates um, on YouTube soon. 
Perfect. And we'll put that in the show notes as well, because I'd love for people to have that as a, as a resource. So um, awesome. So let's go from there to the book, uh, Blow It Up. So great title. Um, what in the world does that mean? If someone just sees it and goes, yeah, interesting read. Um, yeah, what, what, what's up with Blow It Up? I like that you asked me that because no one's asked me that. Um, <laughs> I like, promise why, you. Why the title? I promised you I would ask you questions that no one else has asked. So, so there's one. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I appreciate it. Uh, blow it up is, so the, the thought is that obviously you can think of blow it up like explosion and so on. But I, for me, blow it up is like inf- you're inflating it like, a, like you're inflating a balloon, right? You're blowing that up. But it's, it's just, it's exploding it into life. So it's the, it's the big bang theory. It's the whole just, yeah. Bringing, bringing ideas to life. And so, hence, blow it up. Um, the book is about my, really, my entrepreneurial kind of start in the US, so coming across to Austin, Texas in 2012, launching a crowdfunding campaign on Kickstarter, raising $10,000 in 30 days there so I could launch the business and how I bootstrapped it to success, grew it to a global brand in about two years, got on Extra TV, partnered with the LA Dodgers, like the whole story of some Englishman coming to the to, right. to the U.S. with the with the desire to right. you know to get a piece of the American dream and yeah and really just growing a global brand and then, and then ultimately selling it uh, after five years um, and just yeah just that whole story the whole life cycle of a startup and it will teach you how to come up with you know the idea all the different fa- all the different phases in the in a startup cycle so mm-hmm. the idea phase. Um, launch, partnerships, um, how to get into the media, um, how to get your first employees on board. I'm trying to think what else is in there. Just, yeah, everything. Marketing, branding, um, how, to, how to come up with the right product, how to research the right, you know, the, to show there's a, there's a market need and so on. And then how to diversify as well. So how to go into different products and, and ultimately to grow it big. Is the book available via uh, paperback, hardback, or just is it just an ebook? Paperback, um, you can get it as an ebook as well. Okay. The audio book is coming soon, um, nice. as soon as I get a, a little bit of time. I'll be doing the audio book, and um, yeah, so paperback or ebook at the moment. Okay, and then I'll, and then I'm doing the the Blow It Up podcast is on Anchor, and, and I'm kind of just spinning off the book a little bit there, just to, to almost test out the the audio book, um, just to practice a little bit in a few chapters on there as a teaser. Perfect. And where can people get the book? Sounds, I, I really want to read it, by the way. I, when I first uh, found you on Twitter and, and we were talking about a podcast, I didn't actually realize that you had a book. And so when I went on your website and saw it, I'm like, oh, yeah, sounds like a great read. So uh, where can a guy like me find the book? Literally, if you go to Amazon.com and search for Blow It Up, David Lowe, it'll it'll come up. You can get it on there. Perfect. So that's um, at the moment. That's the the only channel I'm using. Um, that said, you can you can go if you go to my website dloughplaybook.com. There's a way to buy it through there as well. Okay, cool. Dloughplaybook.com. L O W E. So awesome. Yeah. Um, I can think of a few people off the top of my head that I know listen to the show that are probably going to uh, be very curious about about that book. So very good. 
Um, I want to backtrack. When you, when you first started telling us about yourself, there were some other little diamonds in the rough that you mentioned that I just know people are going to wonder. Um, you, you, you said you kind of looked at America as the place to, to, to be as an entrepreneur. Um, so many people, well, let's just be honest, uh, America is truly founded on uh, immigrants and on people that have said, I want an opportunity. Um, so we know that, that so many people still have that opportunity, create that opportunity. Uh, this country's built on that opportunity, but <coughs> I'm going to go a little deeper than just the opportunity. What is one uh, expectation that you had of America that was totally, it was like mystified. Like you had this expectation and you got here and you were like, oh, that is not at all what I thought it would be. I got the answer immediately. Customer service. Okay. Came across to US in uh, to, uh, Orlando, Florida for the first right. time when I was 13 years old and just, it just blew me away. So you've got obviously Disneyland and all that, Mickey Mouse, and it's all the you know, Universal Studios and going on Back to the Future, Back to the Future, right? So all the theme parks, you know, that was like my yes. first kind of exposure to the to the American culture. And I thought just immediately, I gotta live here. I gotta live here one day. This is amazing. I can just go to yeah, like like that's how America is. It's like a, one giant theme park. Right. Um, how wrong was I? <laughs> um, <laughs> But here's the thing, at 13 years old, so this was about 1995, I think it was. Okay. And I'm going into all these places, my parents' hotels and restaurants and everything, and everyone, the first thing, you know, you sense is this, and it's just the warmth, the warmth of people, and they're just like, hey, welcome in, and can I get, you know, it's like the water arrives as soon as you sit down, and it's got ice in it, (laughs) and it's just the simple things, and then it's like, can I get you anything else, and they're, they're really, they're just taking care of you, and it gets to the end, and the you know, you pay the bill, pay the check, and um, and they're like, "Have a nice day." I, Sorry, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> Have a nice day. I mean, that was just yeah, just right. blew me away. Right. I thought these people are so nice and friendly, and then of course you learn about the tipping culture and everything. Like, That's why they're so nice. Yes, uh-huh. yes, yes. But it was so it was so refreshing because if you're in England and you go to an English pub and you you order a drink. You know, the, the pint comes down or something gets smacked on the, on the <laughs> bar top. It spills over the sides. And even if you tip them, they never say thank you. So it's just, it's a totally different culture. Yeah. And so fast forward to when I moved to Austin, Texas in 2012, everything had changed. <laughs> everything had changed. It had all gone south. Even with, even with the, what is it, the Southern Hospitality and Texas Charm. Yes. It all changed. Yes. And that was like a, a really big, huge contrasting thing that I noticed kind of factor. And I just, you know, it, that this is customer service is not my calling, right. but I kind of wanted to start a sort of, I don't know what it would be like, customer service training, <laughs> consultancy. And I thought it actually it probably quite worked because I could go in and say, you know, I'm an Englishman and I'm, it's all, I could sort of play it as I'm all about the manners and the, the etiquette and let's, it would be, I think I'd be able to make it work. But at the same time, yeah, I just thought that's, that's, that's someone else. Someone else can do that. That's, that's their calling. 
Right. But it's definitely customer service needs to improve big time. Yes. And I moved to San Diego. It's horrendous here. There is no, there's like no customer service. You call people up on the phone, and it's just, yeah, it's it's you're a burden. Yeah. So any company, this I keep saying this to any companies, large or small. But let's say you're starting a company, starting a, you know, you launch your startup. Get your customer service right yeah. first. That's the very very first thing. Build, bake that into the DNA of your of your brand and company get that right because if you get it right it's the easiest way to win customers and clients i first of all great story um i i love what you just said because i I think what leaders miss is customer service is a direct streamline from top leadership Uh, yes humans by nature will will raise to the level of expectation and also to respond to a standard that is set and so you know if someone has bad customer service i immediately know that either a they're not trained well or b they're not treated well but i would Uh say in most situations it's both a and b and so when leadership can realize customer service is a reflection in the mirror and take responsibility for that it changes the game and i've been fortunate to work with and for a few companies that customer service was it um, and, and that was kind of where they made their, made their living and, and created, made it into, you know, built it into their DNA and it changes everything. And so, yeah, you're exactly right. And I apologize that your great experience was Disneyland or Disney world and, and, you, and you were let down. And what's even crazier is Austin, Texas is actually overall a pretty friendly city, but I can see where you were let down drastically in that situation. So, um, what was the biggest surprise coming from England to America? <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, I'd say the, the, the biggest shock was the, the weather change. Ah. So not, not we're talking London, London to Austin, Texas. Yeah. That, that was sort of, let's say I'm trying to do the calculation cause we, I'm always thinking of England and C right. and over here is F, but um, let's say, yeah, for a lot, a large part of the year, yeah, you're sub thirty two. So yeah, and then of course, so you used to you used, we in the UK it's zero. So you, the the sort of mark of coal is zero C. But in Austin, it, the mark is a hundred. So it's better. It's almost better to use Fahrenheit there because right. we because we were always over over the hundred mark, and then massively humid. So that just the weather is was the most obvious one. The bugs, you know, in England we don't really have bugs. Yeah. And you open a cupboard or something in Texas and a you know, cockroach the size of your face <laughs> comes flying out at you. Yes. And you, you do sort of the Tom and Jerry, you know, <laughs> is it the mom that jump, or she jumps up on the, on the stool and cries right, for, for right. Thomas, yeah. Right. Um, so it's, yeah, I was doing that a lot. Yeah. Um, what else? I mean, and I guess just the, Again, London, very, very fast paced, so very similar to New York. So the hustle, big, big time hustle over there. Austin, even though there's a good startup scene in Austin, is very laid back. Very, very, very laid back. And so just the pace, yeah, the pace change, I would say. Apart from that, you know, it's the food's pretty, fairly similar, apart from barbecue, which is amazing. Um, language, obviously, is the same. So, yeah, I was very fortunate in a sense that I could kind of adjust fairly quickly to, to, you know, 
life over there. Right. Um, San Diego is just a, a big switch here. It's just we're on the coast. It's surf culture, mm. very laid, very laid back in a just a different way. Um, but having you know LA so close, you've obviously got the influence of of Holly, um, yeah, Hollywood and act, the acting, let's say, scene and yeah, act, uh, film industry. And then in, you know a little bit further up, you've got Silicon Valley and, and San Francisco. So startup, the startup mecca. So yeah, right. adjusting to California. Um, what's super cool about San Diego? And, and people ask me this, like, what's your, what's your favorite part about about California? It's San Diego. At, well, about San Diego, actually. Um, and I'll say Tijuana. Tijuana is like 14 miles south, and it's kind of forgotten. I've met so many San Diegans who just have never been, and they're like, you know, mid 30s, mid 40s, and like, never been at Mexico. It's oh, right wow. there. Yeah. You walk across, you just get the train down to the border or you drive to the border super quick, 20 minutes. It takes you about five minutes to walk across and then you'll be eating the best tacos in the world, no exaggeration, wow. in Tijuana. My Spanish has improved, so I'm kind of fairly bilingual now, which is, I wanted to be fluent in Spanish and so that's like a big goal and that's a great excuse to practice over there. Right. Uh, quirky, as I said, was, you know, we were really close to launching over the board in Tijuana is a really good test market because we could have launched that for about a quarter of the cost of launching it in California. Mm. And so, yeah, you know, that's, I see that as like a really good test bed for, for, for um, certainly San Diego, maybe in California entrepreneurs. Right. And so, yeah, that's like, yeah, but I'm in San Diego now. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, what's next? What's next for you? I know you've mentioned the, the startup that you had to pause and you're going to come back to it, but What's next for you personally and what's next for you uh, professionally? So, so being a co-founder with Guy Medical and CMO, so it's kind of like a new, I'm normally CEO, but I'm, I'm taking on the marketing or, or you know, uh, handling the, the marketing reins, if you like. And so that's, that's like, I'm loving it because I'm getting to learn just about kind of growth hacking and, you know, for example, like using getting on podcasts and what what channels are working to gain exposure and so on but <coughs> excuse me but also at the same time you know how how can i how can i kind of add value to shows and and bring up the let's say the podcast and and the personal brands of pod, podcast hosts and so on so really just that like getting getting stuck into the more into the startup community podcast community like helping helping people um, while at the same time, obviously getting getting exposure for what I'm working on, so that's been that's been the big kind of push recently. Um, in addition to that, it's yeah, obviously promoting blow it up, promoting the book, promoting the podcast. I'm also going to be looking very soon at uh, interview interviewing entrepreneurs for the blow it up podcast. So just a quick shout out to any of the any of you guests listening. If you want to be on that for an entrepreneur, um, if, if you're thinking of becoming an entrepreneur, really just anything in that kind of space. Um, hit me up on on uh, on Twitter at David J Low or, or DLowPlaybook.com. And what else uh, beyond that? I mean, it's I'm blogging a lot on D on DLowPlaybook, and then possible little business uh, side business, should I say, uh, in the music space. And I know you're a you're, you love music and uh, are in that world. So I've I've got yeah a little side hustle that that I'm working on and, and just trying to develop something. Um, in an certainly online form initially, but maybe turn that into an app just to um, to kind of solve the the issue at the moment, which is that a lot of musicians can't play live, right? And so, how can we 
connect them with fans in a kind of in a, in a new way. Yeah. I love it, man. I love it. This, this, uh, I knew this conversation was going to be good. It took a few turns that were unexpected and I absolutely love the unexpected. That's, that's where real life is found in my opinion. So, um, Dave, here's what I want to do, man. I know because we got started late, we're going to cut this a little shorter than we normally like to because we both have other things to move on to and that's okay. I, I would like to propose this. I want to have you on again because you mentioned a few things that we didn't get, get to and it's, it's something that you and I have um, as a connection point, and that is mental health. Um, I also struggle with depression, and I, I think, you know, I had a friend, and I said this on a show earlier, um, I had a friend that one time told me, he said, the problem with mental health is you can't see it, and so people don't respond to, you know, if someone has a disease or cancer or something, unfortunately, people respond to it. The problem with mental health is it becomes isolated because no one responds to it. And it's as, as, as uh, more adaptive as we've become to it, it's still very taboo for a lot of people. And what I would like to do is have you on in the near future. And I would like to talk about the connection and the battle and the challenge of mental health and being an entrepreneur, because I know for all of us that are, that are people in general that deal with mental health, but especially entrepreneurs, that can provide a huge hurdle that um, when we don't have the support around us that we need can be really um, an interesting battle. So um, I would love to have that conversation at some point. Well, I love that you, you brought that up and that's something that we could talk about and kind of just get out in the, in the open, if you like, because uh, I'm from England, so we, we, we're not very emotional people. Yeah. And when this, maybe a few years ago, when people, when it took really celebrities to kind of say, I've gone through depression to make it real because let's say, you know, just regular, regular people, if you like, they, when they said it, people didn't take it seriously and it took like, yeah, it just took someone profile to say it for people that take it seriously. And that's a shame. That's a big shame. Right. And like you said, it's invisible. It's, it's the invisible killer. And so, yeah, it's, we've, we've got to talk about it and we've got to work out, um, what we what works to to kind of keep it at bay because that's the 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 other thing is that it's you're you're kind of finding it daily that's so you can you can feel great yes. right you can feel the best you're having the best day but tomorrow could be you could revert and you could be in let's say in in, in a darker place and so that's that's the yeah, we we got to talk about that, man. Yeah, and it's and it's interesting to kind of to kind of bring bring that full circle. It's um, we still have to keep living life. You know, it's 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 one day I can be ha I can wake up and <coughs> what I call the darkness has kind of hit me that day. But I've still got to do an interview podcast. I've still got to you know get other projects done. I still have to meet with clients. Those things don't stop. And I think where we've done people that deal with mental health at a service is helping empower them and equip them. I kind of call it as we have our toolboxes and we need to know what tool works for that day. Uh -huh. um, and we're constantly fighting the ghost. We're constantly fighting the ghost. And so I would just, we could obviously go on with that. And I don't want to today because I want us to give it full justice. And I would love to just have some time to have that conversation. So love it i'm i'm yeah i'd love, I'd love to talk about that on a separate awesome. podcast episode thank and thanks for thinking of, of bringing me back for it yes i'd love to
Love to. Okay, um, we're going to start wrapping it up, man. I have five questions that I ask all of my guests. You have to use one word answers. So no, no, no cheating, no rebellion in this moment. One word answers. They're simple, I promise. Uh, so here we go. Kind of like a speed round thing. Um, regarding books, do you prefer digital or paper regarding books? Digital. Digital? Okay, nice. Uh, coffee Just or recent, recently, though. I'm recent. extending the answer now from one oh. word. <laughs> but it's so, so you just, recently just converted. recently. Because, because, tell you why, because it, can I, can I, yes, can I elaborate? Yes, yes. Good. Um, <laughs> when one word became <laughs> 1001, <laughs> um, little asterisk after one, right. um, it's minimalism. Ah. So I'm, I'm really loving the minimalist kind of existence and just downsizing and minimalism and that again that's about that comes back to mental health yes, yes. so if things are kind of tidy and it's you're minimalist and there's less stuff around you and yeah. that you're worrying about you your brain is clear you, your mind is, is more aware more focused so um digital over physical i'm glad you expounded on that i'll, I'll give i'll give away to you um the re because i want to circle back i'll make a note for our future episode um about decluttering um, because I think that's valuable. So I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, okay. Number two, coffee or tea? Don't know if you can see this. Sure, spill it all over. I'm going to spill it. It's a, this is a coffee, coffee. not a tea. Cause everyone says Englishman tea, assuming <laughs> I suppose rightly so, um, with our history traditions, but coffee, here's the thing, coffee throughout the week, tea at the weekend, but, yes. but also Coffee to kind of pump me up, tea when I'm sick, ginger and sort of ginger and lemon tea. That's, yes, yes that's the kind of. I'm, so in, line. I'm in line with that. I'm in line with that for sure. And uh, I'm in the one, US, so it got, got to be coffee. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, what's one guilty pleasure that you have? One word. One word. I'd let you elaborate on two, so you don't get to elaborate, <laughs> you don't get to elaborate anymore. One guilty pleasure. Yes, in one Soccer's word. Soccer's a bit boring, isn't it? If I just say soccer, football. No, no. Okay. Could, could you please call it football, though? Let's let's do this right. Yeah, because you kick the right. ball with your foot. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand. I'm never, I'm never going to win, though. I've tried it. Trust me. When I first moved here in twenty, like, <laughs> first few years, I'm like, oh, football. Right. Football. Football. Right. Soccer. <laughs> American football. American handball, not American football. American yeah, it's still so, catch. Catch. Just call it catch. Yeah. Catch. <laughs> yeah. I'm Professional huge, catch. I'm a huge football fan of both sports, um, American and uh, real football. My son plays college football uh, in in America, so I'm a huge. Which is fan. bigger than NFL, right? It uh, can be in some places, yeah. But I've still never understood why it's called football because. One person kicks it with their foot. Yeah. That's it. No one else does. The percentage, yeah, the percentage of the game where the ball is kicked. Yes. There's a stat out there, but it's probably like 0.02%. Right. right. So you can't base the name of your sport on 0.02%. On something that doesn't happen. That's exactly right. You can't. Yes. Okay. Um, one thing that you can't live without. Soccer, <laughs> football, football, football. I just football. football, but I can't, I can't, you can't have the same answer twice. I'm assuming one thing I can't live without no, I'll let you uh, have music, it. music. Okay. I'll let you have it. Music. Got it. Music. Uh, in, in America, 
what's your favorite season of the year? So you have fall, winter, spring, summer. Well, I'm in San Diego, so it's oh spring yeah. all year long. Yes. So that's yes. that's yeah. But let's say if I wasn't in San Diego, well, in Austin, it's <laughs> in Austin, it was kind of summer and winter. Yes. So again, it's I've not really experienced yeah. the four seasons. But, but if I was in England, or actually, no, if I was in Connecticut, maybe um, summer. I feel like being in San Diego, your answer could be San Diego. And everyone would get it. <laughs> everyone would get it. Sunny in 75 every day. <laughs> that's exactly right. Fire the weatherman. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. Cool. Um, hey, friends, make sure you go follow uh, David on Twitter. It's uh, David J. Lowe, correct? L-O-W-E. Um, make sure you go check out his book. You can find it on Amazon. Blow it up. And I love that title. Um, I can promise you it, it, it's going to be a great read. So especially if you're an entrepreneur. Um, check out his website, dloplaybook.com. And if you are in need running a business in the medical industry um, or just wanting to find out more about his um, other startup, guardiamedical.com, um, please go check that out as well. And we'll put those in the in the. Uh, show notes um also so hey david what do you want to leave our guest with i i love asking that question of all of my guests um what do you want to leave our listeners with i'm sorry um yeah anything you'd like to leave them with well let's say right now we're in obviously a very very challenging uh, time with the coronavirus and everything and yeah. being quarantined and on lockdown and so on um keep stay positive yeah stay positive we're gonna get through this um i've talked to a lot of people recently there's a there's a real air of despair and that we are just yeah it's kind of like um let's say people are in a in a low they're resonating in a, a low and they're in a low energy state and kind of for people it's it's hell in some ways so so yeah just stay positive and talk to people get on podcasts get on, on mitch's uh, podcast Yes. Um, yes. This will lift you up yes. um, and inspire you. Uh, but yes, stay positive. Don't, don't watch the news right. <laughs> too much. Uh, right. Just, yeah, pick and choose the right media outlets and, and don't, don't despair about leadership, let's say, in this country and some of the, the uh, yeah, I won't get into politics. We'll but, um, but yeah, just, yeah, we'll leave it at that. But just, <laughs> yeah, stay positive have cold showers every morning <laughs> yes <laughs> like me yes. like me and Wim Hof and uh what else I feel like that's not, not ending it quite in the right way but yeah just just keep going keep going if you're an entrepreneur whatever you're doing keep going and we'll get through this together yes. I love it I love it uh that's the message brothers and sisters please stay positive and I think you know if you've listened to our show for any length of time at all that is what we are about, shedding love and light into as many lives as we possibly can. So stay safe, uh, friends. Stay healthy. Take care of your loved ones. And if you need anything, let us know. Reach out. If you need some encouragement, um, we are going to do an episode soon on mental health. But if you need something between now and then, please reach out to David or I. We would love to encourage you and to support you any way you can. Make sure you follow us on social media, M Gray Media. That's G-R-A-Y. Make sure you subscribe to the show anywhere you listen to podcasts, The Mitch Gray Show, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, a lot of great information and videos there as well. So, uh, David, stay on the line for a second after we end, and we'll finish up. Brothers and sisters, have a great day, and we will talk to you soon.